Listen to the show and people these dudes bring If you didn't know it's an orange and blue thing Hope to win the championship in a few rings It's an orange and blue thing Walk off if the game's tied like shoestrings It's a Mets podcast, orange and blue thing Beat the other team with defense in a few swings LFGM, it's an orange and blue thing We are back. Yeah, yeah. Back at it. Orange and Blue Thing Season 4, Episode 5, with a four-month break in between. This is our fifth show of the season. We had our fourth show exactly four months ago today from the Seven Lines Warehouse, and now we are in the Seven Lines truck in the City Field parking lot. I'm Darren Mean, and that is Pete McCarthy. How you doing, Pete? I'm all right. I'm all right. Yes, you will hear the planes. We are definitely, it's like the first tailgate of the year. Yeah, it is. It feels weird to be at City Field. I mean, you're seeing... Uh, you know, SNY come in and out and, you know, various employees here. But to be uh, in the parking lot in July with no baseball actually being uh, being played right now, it feels a little strange. It's dead. Yeah. There's you, you have no idea being outside of the stadium for the last half hour that there's any kind of workouts or practice or anything going on indoors. It is just uh, mostly a big empty parking lot, some cars out here, things like that. But we have not seen a whole lot of people. I mean, it's basically tumbleweeds blowing around, but that is the reality of the situation. I mean, a couple of months ago, I just out running from Astoria, came to City Field. Why not take a look? Oh, it's still there, but you know, there's there's nothing going on. It's just uh, at least now there is. We know there are some signs of life that things are starting to pop up and get some baseball going. Honestly, when when everything started to shut down, I really rode off this season entirely. I never thought we would get to this point. I never thought that baseball might be coming back, especially with the way everything was going between the PA and the uh, and, and the owners and, and the league. Did you think that we would get to now two weeks out, 15 days away from the new Mets opening day? Did you think we'd see this day this year? Well, you knew there was a will, right? I mean, both the players and the owners want to play. They want to have baseball. They want to get paid over the course of this year make whatever money they can this season so you knew that was going to be an overriding factor and obviously the damage that would have been done to the sport if they couldn't agree because of the financials not because of the virus situation but because of how they're going to split the revenues that would have been a disaster for baseball and really it still was a disaster for baseball they should be playing now and it's kind of like two different realities, right? We look at it from the New York perspective, and New Yorkers, we did the work, right? right. We stayed home, wore masks. Uh, we, we did the right things and have largely been able to knock down the virus cases around here. I think New York deserves baseball and sports. But that's not the case when you start looking at the other 26 markets that Major League Baseball is in. Uh, so I think that's the unfortunate reality of this season is while things are getting back to normal here, right, I was on the subway for the first time in four months today to come here, and I felt comfortable. Um, you know, it's just not the same reality everywhere else in the uh, in the country right now, and, and a lot of places seem to be where, where we were months yeah. ago. Yeah, I think a lot of people seem to be like out of sight, out of mind. Um, if you're in the clear, or maybe you know what it was in the beginning when people weren't necessarily taking it very serious because of 
who they are or their age or something. And now, you, have, you know, you and I talked about this. I'm not really as concerned for me, but Kelly's mom lives with us. She's a, little, a bit older. Sure. Um, you know, my parents are obviously older. I don't see them very often. And, I, and I'm not trying to not see them because I don't want to see them. It's that I, I'm looking out for them. You know, I want to make sure that, you know, you and I are together here. We are technically outdoors, you know, open air here and stuff. But um, the last thing I'd want to do is not know that I was sick and then be around someone who could potentially become sick because of me. Of you know? course, and even if you are younger, there are situations here where, yes, people are far less likely to die, but there is a great unknown with this virus as to what other long-term effects might be. Look, everyone's, I, I think, read enough to make their own decisions about how they're going to handle the coronavirus and, and things of this nature now, and I'm looking to change minds at this point, I, I suppose, but... Um, you know, again, you look at what New York is and what our reality is versus a place like Houston right now and the idea that, you know, these players are going to have to travel and it, they won't be going. Obviously, the Mets are going to be staying on the eastern seaboard here and they'll just play the AL East and the NL East teams. But it's such a different idea than the bubble idea that the NBA ultimately went with and that Major League Baseball did consider in places like Arizona and Florida where the cases have jumped. Yeah, I know a lot of people a lot of people don't care about this, but I do ride dirt bikes and for them to finish their schedule, uh, their schedule they actually had all the uh, the racers and the teams all go to Utah and they finished the season that way. They had seven races left. They figured, hey, if we put everyone in one spot, let's just finish this thing out because they, they needed to get a champion. You know, that season was already far and away. But um, you brought up running. Is there anything else that maybe you have done over the past four months that you may have said, you know, I don't really have the time for this, but now you have the time. Is there anything that you may, maybe a new hobby, anything you picked up, anything different you've done? Well, I'd say my palate has regressed to about 10th grade. Like I just ate a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in front of Darren. That is now a daily occurrence. Frozen pizza has become a big part of my life in the last four months. Uh, a lot of time with my, my daughter, which has been great. Uh, so much time at home, and she started walking over the course of the last four months. So being able to watch that progress up close has been great. And now we're going to playgrounds and things like that. So, you know, there have been some some small blessings uh, along the way throughout this whole thing. But, uh, no, I, I haven't started knitting or uh, picked <laughs> up some new super talent or skill. I've mostly wasted my time scrolling through my phone like I imagine many <laughs> many of everybody else, right? Yeah. Uh, Julia, who now does our Wednesday night trivia on Instagram, actually decided that she wanted to learn the guitar and actually did it. So she put wow. up a video of That's herself great. singing. I was like, where would this? Not that I didn't think she was talented, but like, where'd this come from? She learned it now, you know? So a lot of people now have the time to do stuff that they may not have before. But I'm lucky enough or fortunate enough that throughout this whole thing, I've been working constantly. But I never thought that it would get to the point where clearly we're not planning any outings or anything of that nature. But I was still going to work every day and still taking care of the things that needed to be, needed to be done at the warehouse. Because, like, deliveries and returns don't just stop. Someone needs to be yeah. there, you know. And, um, you know, there was no reason for Lizzie and I to both be there. So I went in for, I think, a solid month and a half. And she was you know, quarantining and, and um, you know, staying isolated. But uh, it's been a weird, weird four months, man. And, um, you know, uh, I want to give a, a, a quick shout out to um, Sean Clancy, Foley's, unfortunately, they had to close. A lot, a lot of businesses and, and things are probably closing left and right that we have no idea of. We, we don't know about these businesses. We have no connection to them. But when something like that pops up, um, 
not that it puts it more into perspective, but when someone you know personally is now becoming affected because of what's going on, um, you know, it's a shame. And, and hopefully after the outpouring of support that, that uh, Foley's got, I feel like they may have thought that was the last chapter or the last inning. But I think that eventually they hope to bring back a Foley's too. You hope or, it's a pause button, right? Yeah, pause. And maybe it's a different location and situation. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully, you know, there's a lot of love for that bar. Uh, David Wright, after his first game in the big leagues, went there. Joe McEwing went there took after him his last. Uh, to the bar and after his last game as yeah. well. So uh, it has a, a special place in, in New York baseball history, no doubt. And I, I'm sure we'll we'll see something uh, pop up from them. You know, it's funny. Um, that bar line said that we became friendly with on the upper, I think, upper west side. We went there last year for – we did a little get-together there for the Subway Series. They're open uh, with the outdoor dining, outdoor seating. They have picnic tables out front. It's a very small bar. If you ever go there, it's a nice place. You guys should check it out. Line said um, the indoor area of their bar is very small. Last night they posted a photo of their outdoor seating. I think they actually have more seating now outdoors than they would have if they were indoors. So now with the whole like okay, – In a story, all you see is the picnic-style benches oh, yeah, popping yeah, yeah. up everywhere yeah. uh, on the street and taking some of the parking spots and things like that and like 30th avenue and broadway if you're familiar with the story it's like bourbon street on some nights and there's just people hanging out outside the bars uh, on the sidewalks i know they've tried to you know clear a, a lot of that out over uh, over the months i mean i certainly am not hanging out in any of those spots right, right, right. Uh, these days but uh but yeah no it's uh, everyone's adjusting i guess you know people watch the show and listen all around the world but and you know depending on what's going on in their their town but i feel like when this first hit like laws kind of went out the window people were just doing whatever near me anyway to go drinks drinking on the street walking you know bringing getting some to-go food and some drinks and just sure. drinking them on the sidewalk yeah I mean, that's allowed now i guess I, well they suspend didn't they suspend the open container laws i don't know i thought they did i don't think anyone's getting tickets for that right now hopefully they did oh speaking of uh <laughs> let's have our first beer of the year at city field i don't know if the, is this legal are we allowed to drink in the parking lot i don't know we are we're now. in a truck so i think it's safe i drank so many coors lights cheers uh, on 4th of July at my house. This has been good to get through the quarantine because I'm not looking to get, like, whacked right. when I'm sitting at home. But baby goes to bed at about 7 o'clock, and Coors, Miller, something a little light. Nice to just have a couple. Okay, catch my breath, and... Well, yeah, watch some Netflix or whatever I've been doing these last four months. You know how players say, like, best shape of their life every time they go to spring training? Mm -hmm. I, I'm not trying to toot a horn here, but I've been riding a lot. I feel like I'm 39. I might be in better shape now than I was 10 years ago because of how much I'm riding. And I'm not really drinking. We're not going out. I'm not eating fried French fries at restaurants. We're not doing anything. I'm riding my dirt bike and, you know, having a couple of Coors Lights on the weekends and, and uh, do my thing. But definitely shout out to our friends at Coors. Drink responsibly. Hit that reset button and chill. It's the perfect beer, especially for, uh, you know, you want to pick up some brewskis and watch the Mets from, from your couch this summer. Uh, did you know that Coors Light actually delivers beer now? They're delivering. They're delivering beer. So hit up uh, getcoorslight.com to see where you can pick up your Coors Light and have it delivered to you. And, um, yeah, celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hit, reset, and chill. Um, yeah, shout out to Coors Light. So remember how many cases of beer they dropped off at the studio for us? No. They, I don't think I saw all the cases. Well, maybe because that, maybe that was like at the last show. So okay. they dropped off a bunch of cases of Coors Light for the studio, and we're not doing any shows, so it's just been sitting there. I brought it all to my house on 4th of July. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Coors Light, but I drank all those beers. you got to... Uh, 
They probably would have been going bad soon anyway, right? I don't know how long beers last. They can't sit around forever. I mean, there's a limit. You got to keep <laughs> the mountains blue, you know? Absolutely. So shout out to them. Um, moving on here a little bit. 60 games. Um, you know, 20, obviously, uh, against the AL East. And it makes a lot of sense, like we talked about just a second ago, the travel-wise, it makes sense to keep the guys close to home. Uh, the less travel, the better. The beginning of the season, though, is pretty brutal. Um, you said 31 ga- 30 games in 31 days? Yeah, 30 games in 31 days to start the year. And think about how it typically works out at the start of the season. Usually, you had the day off after your home opener. Usually you're opening up for someone else. You get that other day off. So a lot of times you don't even need your fifth starter until about two weeks into the season. Now this year, you're going to have the pitchers not stretched out, right? If you get six innings from a starting pitcher the first couple of weeks of the year, that's going to be a ton. So now you have to use all of your starters day after day after day, wear out your bullpen, and I, that's a, it's a crazy stretch. You are going to have to be very deep pitching-wise, especially the first month of the season to get through this thing. And unfortunately for the Mets, they lost Noah Syndergaard. They might have been in the situation where they had some depth, but Noah went down, oddly enough, during the pandemic is when everybody found out that he was going to need Tommy John surgery. He was, well, how do you get hurt during the pandemic when everything's been shut down? But obviously it happened just before uh, so, yeah, and now it's going to be on Rick Porcello, Michael Waka, some of those guys. And I, I think a lot of pitchers that you haven't heard of or that you didn't expect to play a key role, I and mean, you're going to need some guys just to fill some innings and, and get things done. It's going to be odd, I think, that first month of the season, how it plays out with the pitchers. And then, of course, the DH now, in effect, and that'll be a big change for the Mets and probably a welcome one considering – how many players they have who don't really have a defensive position but can hit a little bit. I mean, I know it's it definitely had to be tough for them to figure this all out, but if you look at the schedule here in July once it starts back up, like you said, they're playing pretty much every day. But what bothered me, not bothered me, but it's going to be a little difficult on the guys, even though Boston is so close. They are going to Boston on a month. They're playing at home against the Braves, um, you know, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That Sunday game is a, is a night game. I'm assuming, I guess, that'll be ESPN. The next day they're playing in Boston for two and then straight back here against Boston for two. There's no days off. So they're, they're playing that night game, and we always talk about it. Like, what if that game goes until – well, now with the extra innings, it can't. Well, it can. It can't go that long. It can. It just probably won't because you'll have that guy starting the inning at second right, base, right, right, right. which is horrendous. It's right. a terrible rule. It's not exciting. It's garbage. I understand they want to limit the extra inning games this year, but that is – it is not going to be fun. If you think, oh, this will be some kind no, of absolutely fun not. little change to the game. The strategy is terrible because you start out with a man on second with nobody out. So what does that first guy do? He bunts. He bunts the guy over to third, and then you're trying to get a sack fly. It's boring. It's right, horrible. Right. You uh, could lose so. it. You could have a no-hitter and lose. You could have a perfect game Yeah, and exactly, lose. exactly. And you know what? I'm already sweating with uh, no one on base when Familiar Diaz come in. I don't want to have these guys start an <laughs> inning with their guy, someone already on That's second. That's a fair point. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot to get used to. But you know what? It's I was saying when this uh, the rule changes came out and they started to talk about the DH, I, I'm in favor of the DH, um, specifically because of who's on our team. But, um, you know, I, I was just always in the, in the thought process of one sport should have the same set of rules for both leagues. American National League should play the same. Um, but the, this whole starting on second, I'm, in, I'm obviously with you on that. Hopefully that's not something that they – Well, I think all the players hate it, the managers hate it. Everyone who has anything to do with baseball hates it, except for maybe like the commissioner or something. But, I, look, I, again, I understand the thought process right. behind it, but there's got to be a better way to 
handle extra inning games than the guy on at second because it's not it's not fun, right? I, right. I, I don't know if I'd necessarily rather see a home run derby to determine a winner, but, like, give me something right, right, right. than bunt and sack fly competition, and, and that's what it's going to be. Yeah, these are the rule changes. DH in the National League. Extra innings will start with runner in second. Arguing and brawling and spinning is prohibited. No pregame lineup card exchange. Three batter minimum remains in effect, and any player may appear as a pitcher. Um, yeah, so that's that's what's going on with that. But uh, I forgot to do this in the jump. Sorry, I'm a little rusty. It's been four months. We are giving away. I didn't bring it with me because in the back of the truck, I wanted to make sure it didn't break because it's a prize. Uh, if you share the show right now, if you're watching on Facebook or retweet, if you're watching on Twitter, you will be put in the running to win a Pete Alonzo bobblehead from our friends at FOCO. Mm. Um, FOCO.com. Hit up their website. I'm trying to pull up a photo here now because I did post. Here it is. Um, show it what you show you guys what this looks like because this is what you are in the running for a uh, home run king pete alonzo bobblehead from foco hit up their website if you want to pick one up um if you don't win but it's very simple just uh share the show right now retweet if you're watching on twitter and if you're watching the replay on instagram all you have to do is go into the comments this is very easy go into the comments and just tag foco uh, Foco's account, and also tag a friend. That's it. And then you'll be also automatically be put in the running. So even if you're watching the live show right now, you can be in the running to uh, pick one up later. So if you go to Foco.com, you can check out all the different offerings they have. And they put a special promo code up for us. It is LFGM10, and that'll give you 10% off anything on their site. So definitely go check them out. Shout out to Foco. Much, appreci- much appreciated. And uh, they've been a great friend of ours for a while they actually mm-hmm. made our um foco made our uh, fanny packs if you saw our fanny packs the foco made those for us we have another back we have another drawstring bag coming out soon that i haven't really showed off yet from foco um so we're, we're doing some big things with them uh soon so you should show the the setup that we have here i because maybe people can't tell necessarily on the camera i mean we are essentially in a, a delivery truck is that a fair <laughs> description of what this truck originally was before you you pimped it out and and turned it into you know the the seven line headquarters on the go but we are right outside of city field we've got the seven train directly behind us you can see a little bit of grass uh off to the side there but it's uh it's a great setup that you have been able to wrangle together here so we can do this show make it look as normal as possible and essentially do it from anywhere and um, you were that, kind enough to come out to the ballpark so we could kind of make it a little easier for me to yeah, yeah, yeah. be a part of things here as, uh, you know, being in Astoria, not that far away, but it's a, it's a great setup, man. Nicely done. Thank you. Yeah. This was a FedEx truck. I picked it up, uh, before last year's season, got approval from major league baseball to actually use this as a mobile t-shirt vehicle. So not t-shirt, but any, any merchandise we could sell out of here. It's officially licensed. So the idea right off the bat, I was like, well, that's great, but it has to do more than that. So now it's a it's a studio, it's a delivery truck. When we have our you know, granted, there's no games going on, but when we're dropping things off to the ballpark, um, and you should see honestly, you would think if you you should ride with me one day going down the LA, you would think I was getting pulled over because of how many people pull up next to me. The cops pull up next to me, honk and wave, and <laughs> it's great. Even just on the way here, you know, people are. I guess maybe because when the mitts suck. It's different. Like the windows, <laughs> the doors are open. Hey, and that sucked. Like last summer up until August when they turned it around. Uh, you know, you get heckled at red lights from random people. But uh, now that baseball is in the air and we're now 15 days away and people are so starved to watch something that's meaningful, 
um, I think that people are just kind of fired up. And uh, speaking of something to watch, next weekend, Mets versus Yankees. They're doing one here and one in Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it'll be pretty much like spring training where, you know, they'll put the starters in for two innings and, and you know, go through the motions there. But I'm dying to watch something. Like, I've been watching the Mets classics and, you know, this and that that's on SMY, but I need something new. People have been watching the workouts. I believe – I only know this because Masahiro Tanaka got hit oh, was this weekend with the comebacker, but they've been airing on, yes, the workouts. And people are just sitting there watching that, I guess. And, you know, that's how the, the video came out so quickly, that uh, horrific comebacker. And I, I guess Masahiro Tanaka is doing okay. I haven't heard a whole lot about it since. But for uh, – yeah, no, look, people want something to watch. I was watching the MLS last night. The MLS is back tournament. I don't watch a whole lot of MLS, even if it's the Red Bulls or NYCFC. Forget about watching Orlando and Miami go at it. I'm like, I didn't even know there were teams in Orlando and Miami. So we're all looking for some of that juice yeah. uh, to be to be back. Though, right? The, the Michael Jordan documentary basically took over the sports world for a month because it was appointment viewing on a Sunday night. And we just didn't have anything like that if you're a sports fan. So I think, I think it'll be interesting because I, I do think a lot of people's habits have changed. I, I know mine have. Now, you know, whatever the Netflix show is or, you know, find something else to do at night. You have to do that for four months where you can't just say, all right, whatever the ball game is that's on tonight, that's what I'm going to watch. Uh, and, you know, how much people do, you know, stick with sports when they when they come back. And then there'll be the the oddness that we've experienced watching some of the European soccer and stuff where you have these broadcasts without any fans. And some of them have fake crowd noise. Some yeah. have gone away from that. Uh, and usually if you mic up the bench enough, you get the noise and the reaction after something exciting happens that y- you still get a little bit of that feel, even if it's not from 70,000 people <laughs> and instead is from, what, 70, you know, or however many people are on the bench. Yeah, Kelly and I, well, she, hello? Sorry, something just happened there. Uh, Kelly and I started watching. Uh, well, she had already watched it. She's rewatching it. The Office. So The Office is on Netflix. I've never mm-hmm. actually, I never watched The Office. So now all these like gifts and memes make sense to me. <laughs> like all these like random things that I just thought were funny on on Twitter for the past however many years. It's probably the show that you need to watch to understand the internet the most these <laughs> days. But it's great. So she actually just started uh, Game of Thrones. I have no interest. So now it's like I lost my wife. You're missing out. Yeah, I, I can't. I, I'm not into the, like fantasy. I wasn't stuff. either. It was great, though. I can't. I can't get into it, especially because I saw how many people were disappointed with the ending. I feel like to start it now, to know that everyone was already kind of pissed off at the end. I would go in, into it with like. That's every show, though. It's like not watching The Sopranos. The Seinfeld the episode. The last scene, like, you know, it cuts to black. Like, right. You can't can't just say ah oh, the ending is bad so the whole thing is it's about the journey Darren. but didn't that come out didn't something come out recently with the sopranos the writer said he he leaked what was really supposed to happen well he uh, did I, tony get killed or i what? believe the backstory was he did an interview years ago and someone just kind of dug it up and, and reframed what he said okay so i don't i don't think that he gave anything away as to what the meaning of it was but i think a lot of shows do that i just watched hamilton for the first time on disney plus and it was great. I'm not a big Broadway fan. I never thought I would be excited to watch something at home that was Broadway. And but it was uh, it was fantastic. And, and they had the same thing that the last line of the play, whatever. I won't say anything. It, it it is up for interpretation. 
Yeah, and yeah. and that's what all, all these shows like to do because they want you to talk about it forever. And I ever fell asleep. Ever. We put on Hamilton. I think it was too late I at fell night. Asleep. I fell okay. asleep. It was like twenty minutes in, but uh, I should check out. It new- is long. We did watch it in two installments, I and mean, that's a long time to sit and and watch one thing. If you're interested, you should watch Newsies. The Newsies on Broadway is also on Disney Plus. Okay. Anyway, not to go off on a tangent though, but anyway, that's what we do. We do tangents around um, here. Finales typically suck. The Seinfeld finale sucked. <laughs> is there any finale that did you watch Lost? I did not, but I won't watch Lost kind of like you because I've heard so many complaints about the end of that show. Yeah, there's so no, if you're watching, you want to comment. What, what was I a good finale? Watch. I don't know if there was a good finale anywhere. but um, so The Americans had a good overall wrapping up. Did you watch Hunters? No. All right, another one. I watched Hunters. Uh, it was a great show until the last, last episode of the first season. So anyway, uh, we are in a parking lot right now at City Field, and the current owners of this baseball Starting team— Starting to get hot. Are the Will Ponds. Today was the deadline oh, yeah. for the uh, the first bids. We all know what happened with Stevie Cohen. He put in his $2.6 billion for 80% of the team. That fell through. Now he's the leading favorite again for this new offer, which if he does win or if they do accept, he's going to get, you know, it's kind of almost a blessing that, that it got declined uh, three months ago, right? For him, I guess, yeah. I mean, uh, Darren Ravel estimated that, Sports franchises have lost about 20% of their value since the start of the pandemic. And I guess there's really no way to know if that's true or exactly what that holds. And the Mets will be that first test case, uh, how much teams have been affected. And the fact that they had a number in mind with a lot of stipulations that maybe uh, affected just what was going to be involved in the $2.6 billion. Would SNY be involved for how long? Uh, would he not have operating control of that? Uh, but now you're really going to see just how much of an effect this has had. And I think you have some people in the mix who are trying to score a, a buy low opportunity on the New York Mets on a major franchise in New York in baseball. Uh, it's uh, It'll be fascinating, I guess, to see how it works out. But I do think that if you're a Mets fan, you're probably still rooting for Steve Cohen because you want someone who – cares about the history of the team which steve cohen does you want someone who's not going to be house poor right that you you spend so much money on the down payment of your house that now you you can't afford the mortgage payments or something along those lines right uh that's what happened with the marlins they put so much money into buying the team that they had to run down the payroll trade stanton and do all these things so you want someone that has enough that can spend two billion dollars and then go out and spend another two three hundred million dollars that offseason and Steve Cohen would seem to be that kind of guy. This, uh, this so. guy throws money around like it's nothing. They, he, did you hear the story about he was in a bidding war over a house? Yes. And he gave the other guy that was bidding a million dollars to just walk away? Yes. That's Well, the guy didn't take it either. Really? And then Steve Cohen just bought the house for an absurd amount. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, look, this is because the other guy was a millionaire as well. So right. He found it insulting. But, uh, yeah, Steve Cohen just said, oh, well, I'll buy the house for whatever I want. Right. right My right. wife wants a house. We're going to have the house. Right. And I guess that's uh, that's the way he operates. And he kind of sat back over the last few months and now getting himself back involved. Uh, I suppose we'll find out if there are any issues with Major League Baseball with how things went fizzled the first time, whether that was the Wilpons' fault or the Cohen's fault. There seems to be a lot of back and forth with all that over the last few months. But 
you know, Major League Baseball might not be as choosy as they were months ago right? when the value of the rest of these franchises is on the line and they're trying to prove, hey, there's still a lot of value in these franchises in baseball and people wanting to watch these things even as we haven't had any of it these last four months. You know, when we talk about the seven-line army and, you know, so much has drastically changed and we've been trying to stay connected as much as we possibly can with, you know, we're doing the, the Monday night bingo and now Julia's doing the thing on Wednesday. Uh, Herm was doing the art show for 25 episodes. And, um, you know, speaking of ownership and, and the neighborhood and community, when we go away to these away games, the neighbor, the neighboring city, the neighboring town and what's going on around the ballpark is almost as important to me as the ballpark and the game itself. Because when we travel, let's say Wrigleyville or we go to Colorado, we go to Atlanta that now has the, uh, they think they call it the battery. I'm looking at the Iron Triangle right now. There is nothing here. <laughs> nothing at all. I well, could, the Athletic ranked all, well, 29 ballparks. They didn't include Texas because there's a new ballpark opening this year. That place looks year. horrible. You saw how the outside looks horrible. Yeah, anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so uh, City Field ranked 15th out of the 30 teams. And it's a nice ballpark when you're inside. The food options, everything else, the amenities are, are tremendous. There is atmosphere here, obviously, when the Mets I are love doing the well. Yeah. So 15 seemed kind of low, but then you look at how they did it. Location was one-sixth of the score. So the location here ranked fifth worst in the league. I'm not surprised. And no, of course not. Because There's nothing to do here. Th- who's coming here? other than for the Mets games, right? You have the brewery here, which is great, but, you know, there's not a whole lot to pull you in otherwise, and they've been talking about developing this area forever. Uh, but, yeah, for now, it's yeah, – so I, when I jogged by, this was in April, the chop shops across the street, I mean, it was like nothing was going on. Right, they were right. fully operational, doing their thing. Uh, so, you know, while everything else was closed, you know, they – Got to work. Yeah. Got to grind. But, yeah, so the, you know, it's the atmosphere is definitely up there for me as far as, you know, things to do and places to go and where we're going to travel. So it's like I have some friends who might come from out of state or whatever. They might not even necessarily be Mets fans. Like, oh, let's go, let's go bar hop and hit a Mets game. Like, there is no th- nothing to do here. You can go to the, the Pine. I want to give a shout-out to the Pine. They're still open. Sure. They opened up the outdoor space. They're, they're doing like a once-a-week uh, wing night. Shout-out to Dina. I saw they were prom- promoting that. But you got McKellar. You got McFadden. So there's nothing else to do here. You so, got the pitching putt at Flushing Meadows. That's yeah, a good yeah, spot. Yeah. You get some tall boys over there. Yeah. So I don't know. I just hope that, you know, in my lifetime and in the lifetime where I'm still going to want to go out and do stuff hmm. with myself, uh, hopefully this area it turns into something uh, sometime soon. But uh, that was a long way of saying that the, um, the schedule did come out for next season. Uh, today, actually, just about an hour ago. So can you even get excited about it? I can. Yeah? Because I was so looking forward to August 8th of this summer in L.A. That was going to be our final ballpark to close out the National League. We've been everywhere else. And um, even though it's so far from now, I'm so thankful that we went to that spring training game this year because we at least got to do that yeah. in 2020. Um, but, yeah, I can, get, I can get excited for next year, even though it's so far away. But – uh, it's not about it being far away. It's just a matter of I mean, I hope how world, realistic well, is it all. I, I hope that we're not all wearing masks. I, I you know, and we're somewhat back to normal by, normal by then. But, um, you know, who knows what's going to happen know, with yeah. this world? I don't know. But uh, we talked about it. They were supposed to be in the AL West this year. The schedule was we were going to go to um, where we were going. We were going to Oakland this year, and obviously we're not now. So the 2020 2021 schedule came out about an hour ago, and they are doing. AL East again. 
So you probably think, like, who knows what's going to happen this th- at this point next year, maybe keep them close to home again. You think that's the thinking? Travel-wise? I think that they just counted this year, and they continue on their rotation as they often were. I, look, th- there is a difference in the schedule. Usually the schedule comes out in August, so they did release it earlier and I don't know if that's for planning purposes or to try to sell more tickets for next year for some teams that are, if not hurting financially, affected financially by all that has happened here. Um, yeah, maybe that has something to do with it, but I, I think that they just went with the standard rotation. And, look, the years that the Mets go out and play the AL West, that's a lot of travel. Yeah, absolutely. That's a long year because then they you go out and you play Anaheim and or Oakland and Seattle, and you're already going out for the Dodgers, Padres, Giants, Diamondbacks. These trips all get split up now where they – it's like you play Atlanta, Chicago, L.A., and then go back to New York. It's not like you just live on the West Coast for 10 days like it feels like you used to do. So I think with the way that the schedule has been, you don't want to have to go out to the West Coast four or five times over the course of a season. That's what they were going to do this August. We were going to be there on August 8th on that Saturday for the Do- against the Dodgers. The next weekend, we were going to be home for an outing, and the weekend after that, we were going to go back to Oakland. So I was going to go to California twice in two weeks this August. So, you know, uh, you and I talked about this before the show. You know, these last four months, I've never, I'm definitely not complaining. I love my job. I love what I do. I love everything that has to do with the seven line and traveling and the group. These last four months have been kind of crazy for me. I haven't had a four months like this in a decade. You yeah. know, we've been grinding with the seven line for so long now that it's like to think about how many places I would have been by even today. We would have been already this weekend would have been uh, the Cyclones game, which granted that's not much traveling, but uh, Syracuse, Binghamton, um, where else were we going to be? Uh, we were going to go to Pittsburgh. We had so many plans this year that obviously got canceled. So. Mm-hmm. When this comes out, it is one of my favorite days of the year. When the I know it's comes always out. one of your favorite yeah, days. Yeah. I just I looked at it and I said, I'm I'm not even going to look at this thing. Let's get through the 60 games this year. Prove you could handle that. Right, right, right. And then we can start talking about next year. And it's just it's impossible to plan anything right now, isn't it? More than a few weeks in advance. Maybe locally, like if you're going to do something here in New York, you have a reasonable expectation that in August things will still be okay. But you start looking beyond that, especially if you're going to go out of state or go oh, somewhere else. How do you plan anything? It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, we were going to be in Puerto Rico. But, and yeah, so uh, before all this happened, I'm going to turn 40 November 8th. So the plan was to go to New Orleans on my 40th birthday. I told Kelly if she has a surprise party for me, I will be furious. So I said, if you want to plan something, let's go somewhere. I'd rather do that than, like, walk into some random bar and patch up and be like, surprise. I, that's, I'm not into that. I don't want a surprise party. So who knows if we're going to be able to do that. In November, I love. Turn your residential street into into, into Bourbon Street. You yeah, know? right. Um, so I know I had it up here on the screen from uh, Anthony Tacoma. A bunch of people uh, tweeted the uh, the schedule. I know it's a little hard to zoom in here, but my quick initial reaction. Don't quote me on any of this, but I did write it down. Um, you going to Wrigley? No, <laughs> we're definitely never going back to Wrigley. Um, we've never been to Tampa, and Tampa is on the schedule. Okay. If, you, if you're watching now and you want to know how the thought process that goes into this, we try to check off new ballparks every year. And granted, uh, we did go to Baltimore on a weekday because they rarely play Baltimore, even though they are in 2021. Uh, we don't normally travel on weekdays to road games. So take that into consideration here. So I think, don't quote me, but 515 uh, in Tampa – which would be May 15th, uh, June 19th in Washington, D.C., uh, July 17th in Pittsburgh, yeah. August 7th in Philly, 
and then thank the baseball gods uh, August 21st in L.A. So we will be able to hopefully check off all National League ballparks by next summer. So those are that's the wish list right there. That's five away outings. Um, I'm not sure if you noticed. I'm sure you have that uh, 9-11 of next year, 20-year anniversary, the, uh, the schedule landed with Mets versus Yankees here at City Field. And July 4th, the Mets are playing the Yankees at Yankee Stadium. So that's pretty cool. Like, hmm. um, not that 9-11 like is like a nice holiday. No, you know, but it, it's, it's good to acknowledge it. And, you know, let's hope, you know, they did the, the cleats last year behind Pete Alonzo. Yep. But we get some of the first responders caps and things like that. I know that's something that Mets fans, lots of people have talked about for a long time after the Mets did it in the initial days after 9-11. Hopefully that's something that will be uh, allowed for that kind of game. And, look, if you're going to intentionally have the Mets and the Yankees play on September 11th, the 20th anniversary of the attacks, yeah, make it make it special in, in some way, shape, or form. I was talking with uh, the designers over at New Era, and I know that they last year they did the NYPD and the, and the uh, FDNY caps with the Mets logo on the back, and I'm not sure what kind of portion of that went back to charity, but I am already talking to them. It's so, so far ahead. It's over a year away, but I would like to do some kind of charity cap with proceeds being donated. Um, we did a Pride cap. Unfortunately, it came at the end of Pride Month. Uh, this past month, but we did a cap, three different styles, four different styles, I think, and all the 100% of the proceeds were donated to um, the Al- Ali Forney Center. Uh, hopefully, I don't have that wrong. I should have wrote it down. But um, if we could do something like that next year, I think I would definitely want to do that. Um, you know, it's it's a, f- a long time away, but that's something that I definitely want to start getting the planning on and and uh, figure out for next year. Um, Speaking of charity, did you see that uh, the fan cutouts for this year? So if you want to be in the stadium this year, uh, you will have the option to. I think that – I don't know if it's open for every fan or maybe just fans with uh, ticket plans, but um, if you didn't read the five print, the uh, proceeds – I don't know if it's 100%, but proceeds of the fan cutouts are going to be donated to the Mets Foundation COVID Relief Fund. So uh, are you submitting your photo? Are you going to be in the ballpark? No. <laughs> No, I, I, I don't I don't think so. I didn't really think about it. I, I guess I could look into it a little bit more. Are, are, you'll be there. You'll have yeah, uh, yeah. the Darren Doppelganger out in the out in the crowd in center field. So we uh, I was listening to Boomer and Geo this morning. They were talking about it, and I texted Al right away because they were they were bringing it up, and I said, "Yeah, we're going to be out there." So uh, I did hit up the Mets, and um, you know, since we're not out there every game, but if. Uh, you know, if you if you have the MLB at bat app or if you play MLB the show, we are pretty prominent in that. I'm pretty sure that we're out there every every game. If you check the score of a home game, we're out there in the MLB at bat app. But um, that isn't a season ticket section anyway, and they don't sell that to anyone except for groups. So it kind of made sense because we're out there so often. So I hit them up and said, hey, is there any way you could block off those three sections for us? And uh, they were nice enough to say yes. So the way we're doing it is, we have a special uh, access for our home ticket package members, 600-plus members. They get first crack. They got the email yesterday of uh, the process to submit, wear their jersey, you know, do whatever they want to do in their photo. And then um, any open seats, I guess, starting on Monday, if you had purchased a ticket to sit with us this season at home and obviously it got canceled, the, uh, the single-game tickets that go up on like a game-by-game basis, those fans will have the next crack. So hmm. if you were going to sit with us on opening day this year, and then obviously that didn't happen, you will have the opportunity to uh, purchase your fan cutout. And um, I'll email everyone about that on Monday. So still pretty cool. I mean, it's uh, 
it's as close as you might get, right? Unfortunately, we're not going to get to keep the ball. So uh, what yes. I mean by the uh, Oakland A's put something out for their cutouts. If you get smacked in the forehead by a, <laughs> a foul ball, you get to keep the ball. Uh, here, they're not doing that because if it hits us, it's probably it's definitely going to be a home run unless it bounces up from a ground rule double. But If it's Pete Alonso's 50th home run in 60 games, you will not be able to keep that not. one. That might be worth something. You know, the memorabilia side of baseball is you know probably the highest it's ever been, definitely the highest it's ever been. So if a ball hits uh, a fan and it's a home run, I guarantee they're not just going to give it to us. But um, either way, it's going to be cool to be out there, and I'm sure there will be some, a bunch of crowd shots and – you know, I don't know if we'll be able to get in there to get our own photos, but, um, you know, I haven't really bothered the Mets with anything. Like, asking for permission for the parking lot was pretty simple, but, you know, we do have the option to get credentials. But, uh, you know, I'm not, you know, Anthony DeComo or, you know, the people who write for the blog aren't doing this as a living. That's like a side hustle for them. So, um I might ask for permission to go inside for a photo or two, but I don't expect it. So if someone wants to shoot a photo for us, I'll be glad to share it. But um, I'm looking forward to that. And it's weird that at this, uh, you know, the state of the world, I'm excited about a cardboard cutout of myself being in the ballpark during the baseball games. But don't, much, don't have much else to look forward to, you know? It's where we're at. <laughs> and um, I like the authentic sound of, uh, of the trains oh, we and have the planes. A, a lot of authentic sounds happening right now. It's, it's all at once. So let's sit. You got the plane. You got the train. You've done this. You're no stranger to live shows from this parking lot, though. Well, no. right next to the Apple, right? So yep. what, what was that? Did Was it just pre and post or just, just pre? Uh, it would just be pre, pre-game. pre Yeah, we'd do like 6 to 6.30. So you didn't notice the planes and the trains as much because there were actually people jumping yeah, right, around right. <laughs> making noise. And they'd have music out there a lot right next door or something like that. But Today, you do notice all of it because, again, it is, it's a very quiet parking lot. that We've not seen a whole lot of people, maybe a couple of media members uh, going in and out. But even that, I've maybe seen five people that aren't uh, security guards here, and uh, it's, uh, it's pretty chill. Not, not your typical July at City Field. Well, besides us sitting you know, here sweating, I wish there was a little <laughs> bit of a better breeze. But, yeah, it's, uh, everything else is atypical. But, yeah. Um, special shout out to our friends over at Dugout Mugs. We've done a lot of great things with them over the past few months. If you haven't seen, they made some custom mugs for us. And um, they have mugs for every occasion. You can customize your own. You can actually print a mug, get a mug made with your own photograph. You can upload uh, your own photo, add it to your cart. They do excellent work. They're out of Florida. They got the MLB uh, and the MLBPA license. And they have a special code for you guys. Not even a code. If you go to dugoutmugs.com slash O-A-B-T, that'll give you 35% off site-wide. Not just Met stuff, site-wide promo. So if you happen to have a friend or family member who is not a Mets fan and you want to pick them up something special, uh, you can do that as well. It's not just a Mets promo. It is a site-wide promo. They do great work down there. And um, they've been, they've been uh, grinding hard. You know, it's being in, in the business of baseball right now is pretty tough. And, and uh, with no games going on, I, I'm sure that's they have a much larger staff than the seven line. So it's, it's if you can support, uh, you know, they, I'm sure they would appreciate it. So dugoutmugs.com slash OABT, 35% off all of the inventory on their site. This is a couple of them. This is one of the Mets ones here. They also make uh, the bottom of a baseball bat is a shot glass. Pete's got one over there, too, and Pete has the uh, – what do they call that? What's the what's this one called? Is there something on the bottom of that bottle opener? On the bottom I think it has a name. They named it Nobby or – Season opener. Season opener. That's cool. So check them out. weeks. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's such a weird time. And, you know, I definitely want to 
give a special thanks to all the Mets fans out there that have been shopping on the seven line over this this whole stretch of uh, whatever you want to call this state of the world we live in. It's you know we are a small business. Everyone, the the way that I've operated this from the very start is that I want to be an open book. I want people to see behind the curtain. I want them to know that it's really just me and Lizzie and a couple people here and there and you and people who help with the show and stuff. But um, when the baseball season was initially put on pause and uh, all the outings were canceled, I was pretty nervous. I'm like, you know, we still got bills. I still have, uh, you know, I still have, uh, you know, a lot of overhead here, even if there is no baseball season. And I never put it in those words. And I always wanted to be respectful and mindful of, hey, you got more things to worry about than baseball stuff right now. But, you know, if you want to shop, we do have this new shirt on fr- out on Friday. But you got bills to pay and groceries to buy. You should probably do that instead. So I wasn't wasn't reverse psychology. I was just being honest, and I wanted to always be um, very selective of the marketing. And the fans were tremendous. They kept us they kept us busy. And now that baseball is coming back, and we can't go to the games, I, I am seeing a little bit of an uptick on the website. So I want to thank all the fans out there for for you know helping us out and kind of bridge the gap between this weird world we live in. You know, it has been a bizarre few months, right? You were. Showing people how to turn a, an old hat into a mask and, and some arts and crafts videos and yeah. things like that. But guess what, Pete? What? I'm racing my dirt bike on Sunday. Uh-oh. So remember, at the end of March, I was supposed to race. And yes. March 29th, I think it was. It got canceled. Okay. So uh, the schedule came out. The first race is this Sunday. I am racing the 30 and over class. I'm 39. So I'm going to be racing guys nine years younger than me. But um, I haven't raced a dirt bike since I'm 13. So it's going to be, you know, 20, it's what, 25 plus years later, uh, getting on the line down there in New Jersey. Um, you know, it's weird. It's, it's, a, it's weird that I've, this, this weekend I wouldn't have been able to go. I was going to be in Coney Island. So all these mm-hmm. dates that I had written down for baseball games and the, the baseball schedule came out and the dirt bike racing schedule came out. I'm like, all right, I can't go to any of these races. And now I can. It's almost, uh, it's a, it's a weird feeling. But um, the Google Calendar has been completely remade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mostly with the delete button. But I think I think that's true for everybody, right? Absolutely. So, um, what else we got to do? What else we got to talk about here? I'm, I'm checking out my list here. We pretty much covered everything. I, we kind of ran through it pretty fast. Um, the Mets are back. They're practicing over there. We can't see through. It's not like Florida. Yeah, it isn't like Florida. You were talking about, uh, you know, the thirst to watch something. You know how easy it would be to set up a phone on a tripod and plug it into an outlet and just let it run all day? That would get thousands upon thousands of views. They, they've been doing snippets here and there, and, you know, they've been doing a good job. You know, Mark Levine and everyone's taking their photos and, and doing their thing to cover. But if there was just a live stream of nothing but just whatever happens to be happening on the field at that present time, sure. I'd watch it. Yeah. I don't know if it's a legal thing. I don't know if they're allowed to do that. Like um, I said, the Yankees are doing something no, but like just that. No, straight, yes. just all day. Yeah. Just run it, you know? I would absolutely watch that. So um, do it. All right, guys, make sure you share the show. Again, shout out to FOCO. We're giving away those three bobbleheads, and uh, we're doing it differently than we have in the past. We used to scroll through during the show live and then pick it out and announce it on the air. Now you have the week. So uh, are we doing this again next Thursday? Yeah. All right, so the next th- next Thursday we're going to be in the parking lot. You have a week now to um, share the show on Facebook, retweet if you're watching on Twitter, even if it's the replay, or go into Instagram and comment. All you have to do is comment. Tag FOCO. I think it's at FOCO USA. Just look it up. Tag FOCO in the comments and also tag a friend in the comments. That's it. That's all you got to do to enter. And um, is that it? I think that's it. I don't know. I'm, at, I'm, I'm kind of uh, 
I'm all mixed up in my head now because we haven't done this in four months. It has been a little while, and it's been you know again the the conversation has kind of been the same thing for such a long time, right? And uh, you know it, it's the same thing that has dominated all of our lives. We're doing a show about the Mets, right? I don't know if I've quite reached a point where I care about the day to day of the Mets to the degree that I did four months ago. So it, it's a process as you. You build through all of this. But I think the show, this show over the past four seasons has been just, I wouldn't say as much, because not, not people care as much about you and I as they do Pete Alonso, but it's also about us talking about the Nathan's, Nathan's Hot Dog Eating well, Contest or, or whatever. By whatever. the way, Joey Chestnut. Yeah, but... Again. You watched it? Dominant. They, if you didn't watch it, they, they, I knew this was going to be a factor. There was no weather sure. as a factor this yeah, year. Yeah, he's so inside, so you better set the record. And 70 he did. degrees. He took advantage. But uh, you know what, uh, Mickey, Mickey uh, Sudo, I think her name is. She yes. won the the women's. Mickey Sudo. There yes. was no comp. There was no contest. It was five on. It was they obviously couldn't invite everyone because it was close quarters. They're indoors and well, and so on and so forth. There was no way either of them were going to lose. So it's really just to see if they would beat their own records. That's what we were watching. Yeah. Yeah. But come on, 13 titles in 14 years. Give me a sport where that happens. <laughs> and don't tell me competitive eating isn't a sport. Hey, come on, name anything where you are the best in the world at the greatest event in that sport. 13 out of 14 years. Especially, and look, a competitive eating, I would think that takes a toll on your body. I it mean, has I, to. <laughs> I wouldn't think that's something you could just do forever, but we'll find out. Could you picture doing that interview immediately? He, I, I don't know. I See, that's what I don't understand. Immediately when they're done, they're putting a microphone in your face. You just ate 70 hot dogs. How is it even possible? He's still chewing, and he's, like, smiling because <laughs> he set the record. I'm like, how are you possibly able to smile, move your mouth at all after all that chewing, right? I. It's incredible. He is otherworldly. All the, right, guys. The athlete of our time. Absolutely. Um, shout out to Coors Light. Shout out to Dugout Mugs. Shout out to Foco. We will see you guys next Thursday. Orange and Blue thing is back. The Mets are 15 days away. And uh, is there going to be an asterisk next to, uh, next to their World Series Hell no, here? especially not if the Mets win. And I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. The Mets have been pretty fortunate as far as the coronavirus is concerned to this point. You hope that continues. But... If you're a New Yorker, you could do your part to help the Mets and the Yankees through this season. I mean, unfortunately, the reality of this season is going to kind of be it, it might be one of attrition, guys getting sick, maybe you know leaving in the middle of the year if they don't feel safe. I mean, look, it's, it's going to be a messy season, but we can keep New York safe. Maybe that helps keep these guys healthy, which you'd be trying to do anyway. And, uh, you know, look, that, that might be a nice reward for – Again, the hard work that everybody in this city has done over the last few months to allow us to approach something like normal. Absolutely. Wait, what, what a way to end it. All right, guys, see you next week. Thanks, Pete, and uh, let's go Mets.